You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives. In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do. Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, me searchers. 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 <laughs> what up, y'all? You know, any everything is up. Everything is up because <laughs> everything is fine, dandy, and fantastic. Hey, hey. I just came back from vacation. You sure did. Please. Please tell us about your vacation and um, your feelings <sighs> about vacation. I just came back from Hawaii, the big island. Heck yeah. And I saw my first volcano. I was telling <gasps> folks at work, like, I didn't know folks could actually go see volcanoes and lava. Like I see <laughs> it in the pictures, like in books and stuff. But I didn't realize that that's something that I myself could just go and go and do. Oh and you can just go ahead and do that. And I saw lava for the first time in my life, and it was great. It's oh a highlight my of my gosh. life, I would say. That makes me so happy for you. Yeah. And it was like very outdoors. My time spent in Hawaii was very much like in like the elements, mm-hmm. whether that was like on the beach. We went to multiple beaches. We went um, hiking, like to go see the volcano. Mm-hmm. Like we just lounged outside. It was it was a stark difference from like the more touristy areas of like Oahu. Yeah. Um, like for for when we went to like Patty's um, wedding in May. Yeah. Um, it was in we like flew into to Honolulu and spent the that week doing a lot of touristy things and like restaurants and stuff. We did do restaurants. Um, on the Big Island, but mm-hmm. like it was much more homely. Ah, I love it was nice. that. I love it was a great that. pace. Yes. If you all didn't know, take vacation, take the PTO. If you have PTO, vacation's the best. Yes, I'm so happy you said that. And I've said this on the show before. You are truly one of the hardest workers and grinders that I know, and. Um, as much as I love that, I also love you having you time and, um, because you deserve it. You deserve it. You work so hard and it's just, it makes my heart happy to see your heart happy from just relaxing and being in the space that you're choosing and wanting to be in and just live in, you know? It's truly like a a revolution. Yeah, an evolution and a revolution Amen. for me. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I, I I do remember like in the beginning of when we were st- when we were starting to do this podcast, I was at a point in my life where I was like, we got a lot of stuff to do. We got a lot of stuff to do, and in yeah. some ways, like I'm very much that person. Yeah, but I'm much more aware of how to step away from things, yes. so that I'm not consumed by work and labor and like allowing myself to just experience life yes yeah i love that for you thank you how have you been i've been okay i don't know the last couple days have been weird but (laughs) (laughs) aside from that 
it's been it's been good. I've been feeling a whole spectrum of emotions within the last week. I've been up and down. I feel like I'm in a, a little bit of a funk. I feel like I'm I'm feeling a little bit of depression at the moment. Mm. Um so I'm working through that. Um but simultaneously I'm I'm here experiencing our final episode of Me Search season 2 yes. which is amazing and I'm just so grateful. And you know, it's it's something that I'm, you know, getting used to and really accepting that we don't have to ever be just one thing, right? And that's yeah. that's including you know how we're feeling and um I'm trying to not judge myself or be like, are you really happy about the me search, <laughs> you know, me search mm-hmm. finale right now, but I am. And um but I can also be sad about other things and like being in my depression right now, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of in this space where I'm not trying to judge myself and these super conflicting, but not conflicting because that's judgment. Um, Mm -hmm. these feelings that are just living in my body right now. Complex stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like joyful. I'm sad. I'm excited. It's just, it's a lot. You're feeling the range of human emotions. I am all at once. Yeah, and All that's okay, ways. and in many ways, that's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, yes, like you said, this is our season finale. Ah! I'm very, I'm very excited to be here with you today. Me too. Um, we hit record with very little plan of what to say or what to do because we are enjoying this idea of being and just you know living in the moment with one another so that's what we're doing here in this final episode yeah (laughs) Uh, we will be reflecting and whatnot and just enjoying our company yes i think one thing that you said or like to acknowledge what you said of like emotions can be in a million places at one single time Mm -hmm. um thank you for sharing what you're going through it reminds me of something that a friend of mine said just like Recently, another friend of mine, mm-hmm. he is a very successful doctor um, okay. and also like very works. He works very hard and he has to put on a uh, a front to be strong for his for his patients and whatnot. And he goes through his own like depressive um, moments. His mother passed away, so he's still dealing oh, with grief. I'm so sorry. To but hear he said something that resonated with me. And it reminds me of what you just said, that depression doesn't have to look like sitting in a corner by yourself. Yeah. It could look like getting up and going to work and putting a smile on your face to serve others. (laughs) And you can still operate. Uh, You can have, I don't know if this is a word, but functional depression is what comes to mind. Um, So I appreciate that you're here. And experiencing the joys in life with me, even though you are having a bit of a funk. Yeah. And I acknowledge that. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, And thank you for accepting my feelings and loving on my feelings right now with me. Um, Yeah. You know, I feel strong enough to to do all of this right now. Um, But yeah. 
there are times when I'm just like, I I need the weekend. Lord, I need the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I need to take that. Maybe it's time to take some PTO. Hey, hey. Yeah. I got some days left. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm strong enough to be here and I'm happy to be here. But maybe a, a couple days ago, I did want to just be like, I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see anybody. I don't want to see anybody. I want to be in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing anything or do you have anything planned to like kind of address that or like spend time with yourself or like find a moment of peace or joy? Yeah. Um, well, on Monday, I do have therapy with Sharon, so that's good. Okay. Um, shout outs to Sharon. Shout you out like to Sharon. always shout out her, and that's great because she listens, right? Yeah, and she's the yeah, best. That's good. Um, I ran out of journal pages, you know, it's pretty crazy. Oh. Yeah, and I, I didn't even realize, and my homework was to journal just th- these last few weeks. Uh-huh. Since I've last seen Sharon, and I'm like, I've ran out of pages. So I'm waiting for my journal, and I feel like I don't know why. I know I can write anywhere, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like I want my journal. <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> I want my journal to write in, like my actual journal, because I feel like if I write it on a random piece of paper, I'm not gonna, I might lose it. Knowing yeah. me, I might lose it. I'm like, oh, what did I write on that day? I'd really love to know. I feel the same way because I journal also. Let's talk about journaling, shall yeah, we? Yeah, okay. Okay, so journaling, I also have like a proper journal. Uh-huh. I journal almost every day. Yeah. The days that I don't journal, it's not because I don't feel like it. It's because I may not be at home with my journal and I don't want to journal without my journal. Yeah. So I have a specific place, specific like type of journal. I used to like dot journals, but then I moved to like um just like a regular college ruled notebook kind ah, of thing. Okay. But it's like hard hard bound journals. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It like just it makes me feel as though my thoughts and ideas are a little bit more precious. Yeah. And if I don't like put it on if I put it on like just some random scrap of paper, I'm like I don't give it feels as though I don't give enough credit to my own like thoughts and feelings that are in my brain. Yes. (laughs) Talk to me about your journal. Like what kind of journal do you like to use? I like to use. Do you use use prompts? Do you have like dots? Do you use lines? I use grid. Ah. Because I also like. graphing paper or whatever? Yeah. It's kind of like graphing paper. I usually get a moleskin uh, Ah, journal. Um, both for my planner and my journals. Mm-hmm. Um, I've this past journal, I've I've went bigger. So I have a thirteen by nine uh, squared lined um, journal, mm-hmm. and it just gives me inspiration to journal in different ways. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because if, because like I used to just do lined, but yeah. then sometimes I would like maybe draw a little something on the corner and I'm like, 
this feels like it shouldn't be there. And like kind of like the same thing, like how we're kind of treating our journalists precious. Yeah. I don't want it to feel like I was just doodling because I was bored or like doodling because like I was like, ah, you know, like yeah. kind of mindlessly drawing. Like I want mm-hmm. everything in my journal to like be intentional in a way that's, you know, um, intentionally in. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure like out. Like it's meant to be there. Like it's, yeah, like it's meant to be there. And um, and it's an expression. And not to say mm-hmm. that mindless drawing is an expression, but I was like, ah, yeah, I want to like draw. I want to like, I want to brainstorm, even though I don't really care for like, like spider mappy kind of brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but I just want it to be available if it just so happens to come up. And I don't want to feel like just regular line paper is like throwing me off. Like yeah. it just doesn't, it's not as inviting as like a grid that says, you can do anything here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I feel about the dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the dot, like um, there are definitely folks who use bullet journals to a greater level than I would use a bullet journal because mm-hmm. I'm not very organized in general. Like my brain is very scattered. Mm-hmm. So my desktop is also very scattered, even though it feels as though, or I should say, even though the perception that perhaps other folks have of me is that I have my life together, that my thinking spaces are very organized. In truth, it's very disorganized, <laughs> but it's like, in a chaos in a in a chaotic manner that makes sense to me and yeah i like that there's not necessarily a space for things because then it maybe this is just me making excuses to be like <laughs> messy as hell but i like to think like there doesn't need to be a space for everything because that just makes that makes me think in boxes that makes me think that uh-huh. things belong in categories and in many ways, like, yeah, sure, categorize things to make it easy. But, like, I don't know. My brain doesn't necessarily work like that all the time. Um, where was I going with that? Anyway, I I don't use bullet journals in the way that, like, organized people use bullet journals. I like the having the dots because it, similar to you, allows me to use the page in ways that are not necessarily just for, like, crafting text yeah like if i want to do a little graph one day or like make a checklist one day yes or if i want to like put ideas in boxes i can use like it doesn't look out of place because a college world notebook already has the dark lines but a dot is like it's not necessarily invisible but it like it's almost like drawing on a blank page, but with like guidelines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd like to try the dots. I tried to do that and then I'm like, oh, I can't even remember like all the rules. It, it got to be very difficult for me. What are but... the, I didn't know there were rules. Well, I guess maybe it's. Maybe there's no specific right way to bullet journal, uh-huh. but there are recommended ways that you organize your notes or like shorthand ways to like organize where to find things in the notebook. 
Like there's a table of contents. There's a way to categorize ideas so that you can know whether or not an idea is complete or like an action item is complete or something that needs further attention. Oh my gosh, that's too much organization for my brain. And then people draw calendars. I'm like, I don't know if I want to draw a calendar. I would rather just print out a calendar. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. There are people who enjoy like the, like making it aesthetic and stuff. I'm sure there are are ways that like they can personalize it. Um, There are a lot of like cool, unique ways that people can design their own calendar in a bullet journal or in like a dot journal. Oh, um, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very aesthetic, but also like I feel knowing how how I operate, I do enjoy writing things down. I feel like I remember things more if I write it out by hand as opposed to typing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also remember more where the information is if I write it out as opposed yes. to typing it on like a Word document. Yes, I like, have- Where did I save that file? <laughs> I, I have like- a number of like journal entries that are either on like Microsoft Word on my desktop or <laughs> Google Docs or like my like my journals in in the technological technology world or in electronics are everywhere and I have no idea what they're about where they are but I know that they're somewhere and we'll just never know what I felt <laughs> at this point. I've definitely tried to like start digital journals, like in a Google Doc or something. I also don't know what the heck those are. I'm sure I can search it in my Google Drive or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably like two days worth of stuff and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find that I'm much more consistent with journaling when I'm doing it by hand. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, I think you asked me about bullet journals, like, mm-hmm. in a past episode this this season, um, or in an episode this past season. This past season? This season. This current season this that current we're finishing up. This current season that we're finishing up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we were talking about bullet journals, and I said that I bullet mm-hmm. journal, but I think I didn't have the right, like context of what that meant because i'm just learning about all of all of this stuff about bullet journals from you uh i think there are different levels to bullet journaling oh all i do is like i and i do it in my planner so there's like a mini journal Uh within my planner but it's not like my main journal Mm -hmm. but my mini journal in my planner is just like um Went to like, work. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. what I did at work. Came home. Oh no! Drove, um, drove to Trader Joe's. Found this thing, something that like sticks in my mind, and then came home. Made teriyaki chicken. Watched. Um, watched Atlanta. Slept at nine. <laughs> <laughs> I think for I I think more folks need to consider doing that sort of practice because life goes by very fast. Yeah. I think it's fun looking back at like the days and just like 
trying to remember what happened or like what you were thinking when you were writing those things. Yes. Yes. There are some things that were that are very joyful that I've written about. There are some things that are very like frustrating that I've written mm-hmm. about. And then looking back on the frustrating days, I'm like, oh, it's, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'm still upset about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a poop. I'm so upset about that. Yeah. What can I do to like turn things around? Yeah. Stuff like that. In the spirit of journaling, because I use journaling to reflect, let's reflect on this past season, shall we? What are a couple memorable things that that have happened in the last season for you? Um, You know, I feel like this, this season really just invited us to keep peeling more layers mm-hmm. and um we can maybe talk about season three in a bit but i feel like this the way that this season went and the conversations that we had just really highlighted where we're going for the next season and like what i think what the true essence of like what me search is like really all about um which is, I feel like just personally, like, this show and our conversations and just this engagement of, like, within ourselves is really, you know, and coupled with therapy is just, like, making me so much more joyful about life and also, like, just more passionate I feel more passionate about all the things that I feel and I hope for and I want and um yeah uh something that sticks out um I'm trying to I I can't remember the exact phrase or like the exact thing that Dominic said in episode 2 Mm-hmm. But um, it's something to the effect of, like, you really got to love and trust yourself before you can lead. Mm. And, um, gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just incredible to see all of these leaders that we've spoken to in the past two seasons and how much love and trust that they have for themselves. And, you know, I know that we didn't really get into their own journeys of how they got to that specific point where they could really make those kinds of leaps, because I feel like those huge leaps that we make really require us to, like, really have that love and, like, trust, which Mm -hmm. I feel like because of the way that society is, we're we learn to not trust ourselves Mm. and to not love ourselves whether we know it or not whether we're aware of it or not but i feel like um you know the leaders that we've we've spoken to in the last two seasons have to me exhibited some form of that and um it just makes me want that for myself even more and um for everyone who might be feeling the same kind of way of like, ah, I want to do this, you know? And it's just, how can we get there? You know, how can we get to that mm-hmm. space where it feels like, it's like, fuck fear, you know? Like, yes, mm-hmm. this is fear, but I'm going to take it and I'm going to be like, bloop, 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 
that's me like moving it around in a way that is <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm i'm signaling and i'm miming to dustin you can't see me but she's like <laughs> how do we move through the fear how do we work with our fear even um and not just run away from it and just run into ourselves totally agree in that vein I also appreciate of this past season that the leaders that we've spoken to, the folks that we've spoken to have exhibited a lot of vulnerability. Yes. For me, some of the folks that stand out as we talk about this are Caroline Mangusing and Christina Magnopatwa. Um, Caroline Mangusing was from Vinta Gallery and Christina is from Enroute. Mm-hmm. And both of them, as they were telling us their stories, And as we were like trying to have conversations with them about what does it mean to be a leader, they kind of redirected the conversations towards how do they help the community? What are they doing to empower others? Um, It's very different from what I see perhaps in like Western culture or like social media in general, like maybe on my feed, everyone's very much like about... um, like individualism and like Mm -hmm. thinking about themselves and propping themselves up to be um, some sort of, I don't want to say that influencers like are necessarily a bad thing, but it's, it's um, they stand different from the folks that we have interviewed on this show Mm -hmm. in terms of how they present the work that they do and in, in terms of how they help the community. So it's just interesting the way that the leaders we've spoken to present how they interact with the people they work with and work for. And I think it's a good reminder for us, for me, for the people who are listening, that you don't necessarily have to be super flashy or um, in front of the camera 24-7 or like super active on social media to have an impact. Yes. And I think it's, it's strange because... I think for younger generations, perhaps in the U.S., we look at folks who are influencers and you think you have to be a specific way to have that sort of impact, but you don't. No. A lot of the folks we've spoken to are kind of soft-spoken, but they have an impact. People look to them as an influence, as a way to model what is uh, effective leadership, as a way to... Um, model how I, as an Asian American, as a Filipino American, who may not have had experiences or encouragement as a young person to stand out in front of a crowd, how do I still work my way into a system to make sustainable impact and change for my community? I think we've spoken to a lot of folks in season two specifically who have demonstrated how that's possible or that it is possible. Yes, like, ugh, everyone... Everyone has, you know, their thing. And yes, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to look like one thing. Like like Jill Cortez was talking to us about all the different ways that we can approach um, community work and like Wayne, you know, and there's just there. It all comes in in different forms. And when we lean into our talents and le- lean into our truth and, and who we are and and we're honest and like we're, we're loving on like what we can do that that thing that very special unique thing that you have 
is going to light up the world in in a way that no one else can. Mm. That's very well said, Crystal. Oh, thanks. Very well said. Yeah. Let's talk about perhaps what we want to see in season three or what folks can expect to see from us in season three. Do you have any hopes or wishes or like teasers perhaps? Well, we're going to we're going to we're going to keep peeling the onion, y'all, because we want to get to a place where we can address the things that you know, the specific things that might have made us run away from ourselves, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Yes. Yes. I mean, we're continuing to to discover. I think what I like about this past season or this current season that is ending yeah. Is that it is very different from season one. And I didn't know what it was going to be like yeah. until we were doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very much like a lot of things in life, it will become what it will become yes. when it becomes it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so like the first two seasons, we had guests talk about like their their um, stories through the lens of like this um, you know, professionalism, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like as each episode, you know, went on and with, with every conversation, we're getting closer to like, what are the things that like, um, what are the issues, right? What are the issues that get us to where we are or aren't, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're, we're trying to deconstructed even more all of this and taking off the professional part of it really yeah um and focusing more on like what's happening inside yeah it's really that me search me (laughs) it's the me and me search yeah it's the me and me search is this the capital m me (laughs) (laughs) i i think um to piggyback off of what you're saying Season one was very much how do we become successful in the world and the systems that exist. Mm-hmm. Season two was why do the systems exist the way in the way that they exist, and how can we kind of exist authentically in those systems? Perhaps season three is going to dive deeper into like maybe we can maybe let's start to change that a little bit. Maybe let's not follow the system. I don't know. I don't this know. Counter- Counterculture yeah. coming up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. See. We'll see. But um, that I, I feel like that's kind of the trajectory that we're following. Um, but also, like, I am enjoying this uh, getting to know you in a deeper way, mm-hmm. uh, Crystal. We, I mean, we've been friends for a very long time, and I, Aww. again, I've said this many, many times. I am so happy that we are doing this together, and I'm looking forward to another year of me searching with you. Yes. And seeing how this evolves yet again for season three. Yes, we're little butterflies, aren't we? We're little we? butterflies. We're little butterflies. And thank you, everyone, for <laughs> listening. Let's end with a positive affirmation, shall we? Yeah. Um, my positive affirmation for everyone listening is that you have listened to this episode and many of our other episodes, and you are loved for that. Hmm. What about you, Crystal? Any thoughts? Any positive aff- affirming um, thoughts? There is a community behind you. Ooh, there, love it. Yes. 
We are here for all of you. If there is something you want to share with us, like please reach out to me, Serge. We are on social. We'll be on Kumu again soon. Um, we want to hear from you. We want this to be, we want this to really feel like a community. And mm-hmm. because we are. And we want you to know that, um, yeah, we're behind you all the way. We trust in your light and we hope that you trust in your light. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful way to end. Yes. Thank you all for listening. We love you so much. We love you. Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening. Me Search is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy me search, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out at mesearchpodcast.com and follow us at mesearchpodcast. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is me search, folks. Woo-hoo!